Hello, everybody, and welcome to Afterlife. I am Jay Wade, and holy shit, fuck Batman, and we got one today. <laughs> That's right. We are here with episode number 24, and uh, straight from wet, hot American summer, Sarah is back with us this week. What's up, Sarah? <laughs> How you fun. doing? I'm exhausted, <laughs> but I'm back. Was it fun with all the kids at, at camp counseling them and whatnot? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so for those of you that might have questions to what Jay is talking about, I've been a camp counselor for like the past week, and I did a couple of days this week, and then I'm leaving on Sunday and doing it again, so I'm just exhausted right now. <laughs> uh, now, you do this every year, or was this the first year? Um, I've been doing this for about five years, uh, a few different camps. Um, but I've been doing one camp for three years and another camp for like four or five years. That's cool. So you have regular kids that come back that you see on a, you know, on a year to year basis and you get to watch them grow a little bit or how does that work? Yeah, it's, it's kind of insane. So I do like a middle school camp, um, and they have like middle school and high school together, but this year they kind of split it. So we were doing everything separately. Um, so a lot of the kids, when I first started out, they started out in middle school and now they're in the high school part of camp. So it's really weird to not have them anymore um, and just see them grow into little mini adults. And then I also oh, do I like, I do a music arts and drama camp as well. And that one's coming up this week and I've been with them for about five years. So I'm seeing all of them grow up as well so it's, it's just weird like you feel like a proud like mom because like all your kids are growing up but then you're also worried about them because they're all growing up and they all have phones and they're all like really like cute and stuff like that so you're just like no don't talk to boys don't look at girls like no like be innocent like that's <laughs> yeah, how i right. feel i feel like but, an extra mom i'm like <laughs> well so these are junior high-ish age kids and in, into high school yeah. so do you have kids that come in every year just totally looking forward to seeing you, crushing on you and stuff? I don't know about crushing. Um, I do have I do have one girl. She was my first camper. Um, she was in eighth grade, I think, when she started, and now she's a junior. And I call her my daughter. Like, she, she's, like, my she's my favorite even though she's not like my camper anymore and I don't tell the kids like you're my favorite I kind of do like joking around I'll be like don't tell the other ones you're my favorite um and then the kids will get upset and I'm like no you're all my favorite but I really mean like the other <laughs> kid like really is my favorite like yeah. it's true we all have favorites um but she's it is. <laughs> there's there's definitely a few that I there's just like a special connection with them like some that are just like you're just like me when I was your age and you just kind of click with them better than other ones. Yep. Yep. I can totally get that. I went to I went to summer camp too quite a bit. Had a bunch of different kinds, horse camp and all that kind of stuff and um but what I and and I always wanted to grow up and be a camp counselor and that was mostly because of watching the great camp movies like Meatballs and Wet Hot American Summer. So get to the juicy stuff real quick. What kind of what kind of gossipy stuff can you tell me as far as the camp counselors? Like is there is there really any behind the scenes romance? Is there any partying, uh, yeah. anything like that whatsoever that really happens? Um so like all the camps that I've done 
we've been kind of like tame, but I've heard like other counselors are wild. I actually uh, dated two camp fellow camp counselors <laughs> back in the day. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's like a Wawa or like a, um, I mean, I know certain areas of the country don't have Wawa, so it's like a little food marketplace that's like down the street. So we'll like sneak off site at like 2 a.m. to just go like get food and like leave the kids in the dorm, which you're not supposed to do. But it's <laughs> at least if there's like one counselor there, it's it's fine. Um, yeah. But I mean, like I think back in the day when you could get away with a lot more, I'm sure there was a lot more wildness going on. But now it's like you can't get away with anything. Like you can't do anything. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, I believe that for sure. Now, now these romances were they just like summer flings during camp or did, were they things where you lived near these guys or, or whatever. Um, and you, uh, and you could continue it outside of there. Um, one of them, the one we just kind of like date, like one of a few dates, but it, nothing really like went anywhere. And the other one was actually pretty serious. He lived about 45 minutes away from me. So it was kind of a bit of a struggle, but it didn't start until, like the last day of camp when like the, all the girl counselors stayed up really late and all the boy counselors stayed up really late and we were texting each other and they were like, Jake has a crush on Sarah. And then we, they all found out. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, well, I guess like it's the last night. Like, I guess <laughs> like that's not going to happen. So, <laughs> it, so that like happened like outside of camp and it didn't end great, but you know, it's, you realize, yeah, like, oh, it's it's know. just it's a summer camp romance. Like, they don't always yeah, end yeah. wonderful. <laughs> yeah, L- yeah. Um, what about one more thing here? I want to ask you about what about pranks? Like, either oh, kids man. toward the the counselors or vice versa. Is there any of that kind of stuff that goes on? Uh, <laughs> yes, I can't. So I don't know if it's a prank, but the only thing I can think about right now is when I. So I like grew up going to this camp. So when I was a camper, um, they used to threaten us to get out of bed in the morning by saying that they would duct tape us to the mattresses if we didn't get up. And they actually like did do that to kids. <laughs> like you can never do that now. But I just oh, remember no. like we walked in after like a nap and like a girl would not get out of her bed. So I just remember all these counselors like holding her down to the mattress and like literally duct taping her to it. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> like, but you can't do that now. Um, there'd be so many lawsuits. Yeah, for sure. For I mean, sure. I'm sure we, I'm, there's so many pranks. I'm sure. I know the counselors, there actually happened last night. Um, they also are running like a junior camp right now, and it's like fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. So they're like the little, it's their first year, like, oh, spending over the night. So they're all kind of mm. nervous and stuff. So um, they usually have like a scheduled pool time, like nighttime pool time, like once, one time during the camp. Um, but all the counselors told the kids that they aren't they weren't going to have one and that they were going to sneak out at like 10 o'clock and they were going to sneak out and go to the pool so just kind of like tricking them 
so the camp director was like if any of you guys actually do that you guys are going to be sent home and we don't want that to happen like your parents are going to come pick you up you're going to get in trouble and the kids are like starting to like cry because the counselors are like no we're going to do it it's fine so the counselors are telling them like put your bathing suits on it's fine and they're like sneaking out and the kids think like they're sneaking into the pool but really like it's just a setup i thought that was so mean (laughs) yeah that's cool give them that little adrenaline rush though yeah it's they gotta learn it's fine (laughs) yep yep um well welcome back glad to have you back um And we're going to get into uh, Collider Live now, which this is an, an unofficial Collider Live after show. So that's what we're here to talk a little bit about and uh, go over some of the highlights and interject our thoughts and feelings and opinions on some of those things. Uh, give a little bit about how we feel about it uh, as we discuss the crew. But uh, before we get into some Schmodown talk here, which was what they talked about off the top a little bit, so we had that big match, uh, title match with uh, Oyama and uh, Dan Merle that went down uh, hell of a match too. But uh, there was uh, Christian talked about a comment that he had made that was not, uh, was not taken very well. I guess I would say um, I don't, I'm not trying to build anything up. I'm really not sure exactly what all went down other than what Christian had to say, but uh, we have a guest here who's going to talk about that with us as well as some schmo down and uh, the fan leads as well. Um, we have Caleb Coho here. Uh, how you doing, Caleb? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this with you guys. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard Christian bring it up, and I am, you know, I was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to reach out and see what the other side of this is. And like I said, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a big issue. I'm just curious. Yeah. But um, the you were, you were telling me uh, in some prep questions I had that the fan leagues were formed around 2016, 2017, and it, it's undergone a lot of changes. Um, but it's now under multiplex entertainment, correct? Uh, yeah. Multiplex is the one that I'm, uh, that I'm a part of. Yes. You're, you're one of the, uh, you're one of the headed men's in charge of the trivia shows and the storylines. And you're also showrunner of the fandom fights, correct? Uh, yes, I am. Our little expanded inner geekdom division. Yes. Yes. And actually, um, one of our former co-hosts here, Sean McKee, is in the fandom. Yes. I didn't know Sean was from here. I love Sean. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, he actually uh, he started out when uh, we took over the show from our producer about 12 episodes ago. And um, he he had to leave, uh, had had a full schedule of stuff going on. But we had him back on a couple weeks ago and it was really fun. He's a really he's a really fun guy. And I watched that five way he was in and it was it was extremely interesting. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of strategy that went down in that match. I liked it. Absolutely. That's kind of the way that we designed the new version of the game was to try and make it um, exactly that, a game that you kind of had to think about a little bit. And it wasn't just answering questions that there was some sort of uh, sportsmanship and uh, and gamesmanship that had to be put into it when you play the fandom rounds. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for those uh, for those who aren't familiar with the fandom leagues, um, can you tell us a little bit about the league and about how it differs from the movie trivia showdown? Uh, sure thing. So Multiplex Entertainment is one of, of like three or four fan leagues that are uh, prominently within the community. Um, Lots and Full Metal are kind of like sister channels to each other. Um, how it differs is uh, the thing that we get a lot is that the questions are more difficult because we have different writers, different uh, uh, 
like difficulty levels that come with different players. Like we have a geek player named Robert Parker who is insane. You can ask him probably any question from the movie Trivia Schmodown and he'll get every single inner geekdom question correct. So in order to keep him on his toes, you kind of have to look for like little nooks and crannies within movies that are like fair, but a little bit more difficult, more head scratching um, for some competitors. Um, And like with our formats, even um, I know the original fan league started out with the exact same format as the Schmodown. Um, and I know the Discord League uses the exact same format as the Schmodown. Um, but we've sent sort of we've sort of tweaked it and changed it uh, because we wanted to sort of get creative and try new things. Um, like um, we keep like the whiteboard and the wheel. Obviously, those stick around because we haven't figured out how to change those necessarily. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But all of our round threes are different. Like fandom has a betting round. Warzone has uh, I think they call they call it the pick your poison round they pick a couple categories and then you get to choose your categories for different values. And yeah, there's a bunch of different rounds that you can uh, implement in round three that kind of makes it a different sort of game entirely. Yeah. I've, I've watched quite a few of the matches. Um, unfortunately I'm terrible with remembering the names, but um, I've watched quite a few and th- I can, I can completely back up what you say about the questions being extremely difficult because I'll, I'll, you know, like anyone who watches Schmodown, I'll play along with them, and I do the same whenever I watch, uh, whenever I watch one of you guys' matches, and I'm like, it makes me question whether or not I'm as good as I thought I was. I'm not yeah. saying I'm yeah. super good, but I'm saying if I'm a three out of a ten, now I wonder if I'm really a one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, no, I've been there before too. Um, I think that just comes to that comes down again to we have such a wide community of players uh, with different knowledge sets, so you kind of have to tailor the difficulty to the people who come in from what they've done before. We want we always want it to be a fun experience and a fun game, um, so we always try to make the questions above board and fair always, um, but also tailor the difficulty level to the players. So if it's like uh, a one comes in, we're not going to ask you who directed this movie from 1927. But if we've got Apollo Yama, we're not necessarily afraid to ask that question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. And in hell, this perfect segue, uh, speaking of Oyama, um, yeah. you guys produced Oyama and Ellison, correct? Uh, yeah, well, Chance, I wouldn't necessarily call a multiplex product. Uh, he... I remember the, when I first got into the family community in general, Chance's already cleaning up and getting a bunch of belts in a lot of the different leagues or was starting to. Um, so when we started Multiplex in June of 2018, wow, it's already been a year. That's crazy. Um, but uh, when we started it, we invited Chance. He immediately came in. He played about – he got all the way to the finals of our inaugural fandom tournament and then got called up to the showdown. So he had to back out before he could play Robert in the finals – um, of that but Paul um, Paul is a multiplex player that we've had he um, he played in full metal a lot he was their champion uh, he came into the Warzone tournament ran it became the first champion for us uh, he was the first ever fandom fight team champion uh, which is my favorite story Paul uh, lost his first team match there uh, in inner geekdom he never touted to be great at inner geekdom he was just there to help his friend and they came back in in the second chance bracket and won four straight matches in the second chance bracket to get into the title the triple threat title match and they beat robert parker and his uh, brother-in-law timbercala who were the favorites to win which was my favorite underdog story of all time all right yeah oyama he's uh he's a mean cat dude i absolutely 
I could, uh, I don't know. We'll get in that here in a second. But before we get into the actual match between he and Merle, which uh, as a Merle fan, it devastated me. But I mean, uh-huh. holy crap, how can you not toss Oyama a, a, a box of kudos, you know? But um, uh, I have a question that I'm curious about. Um, now, when when Oyama, for example, when he moves up to Schmodown, how does that work? Is is there any contact from Christian himself? And if so, or if not, do they contact the uh, you guys, the organizers of the leagues, or do they contact the uh, players? Um, they contact the players directly about coming to this showdown. Like with a fan league, I would never tout it as like they're like an independent contractor like the WWE. They're they're just they're, no one's getting paid to do this, so they come, they play, yeah. they hang out, we have fun. Um, so I, I think Christian just goes directly to them. I've never personally talked to Christian Harloff um, about any of the players, but I know some other fan league organizers like Sandy Robinson over at Full Metal, even um, even some people that are Evans at Multiplex have had conversations with Harloff at some point, I think. Um, I think uh, my partner in crime, Kane McMillan's talked to Harloff. Um, but yeah, uh, I think um, I think when it comes to players, he directly contacts them. Um, sometimes I know he talks to Sandy sometimes about, uh, players that he thinks he should be looking out for. He'll get a little list from some of us that include like, these are people you should keep an eye out for as to who would be good Schmodown competitors. But I would never, I don't think he's actually directly contacted a league runner about recruiting a player. He usually goes directly to the player. Yeah. No, I've heard Christian say in the, in the past that, um, I think I'm right here that he wouldn't he wouldn't allow or would maybe allow wasn't the word but he at least wouldn't want Schmodown competitors going and playing in the fan leagues is did I hear him correct at one point Um I that was the thing that was already established once I got here is that people that he wants on the Schmodown won't come play in the fan leagues and I think that's a testament to he's protecting his brand Yes, um, because, absolutely. Because if he has, like, let's say Dan Merle, like you said, after after losing his title match, says, you know, I'm going to come down to the families and, and test myself out a bit. Um, and he gets a set of questions that are not becoming to his his strengths, which I doubt would ever happen. But um, if Dan got a question or two that are just ridiculously difficult and it makes him look like a bad player, then that damages the Schmodown brand. So I, I, if the roles are reversed, I'd be in Harloff's position and his camp on this 100%. Yeah. It, does it does it work the opposite way? Like, is there any chances of maybe uh, a match or two where a fan comes up just to I don't know maybe a exhibition type or or how does that door does that door swing both ways? I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Um, I would I wouldn't per se say that that's our thing because like the Schmodown is is actually like a paying organization. Players, I believe, yeah, get, that's true. Get, get a certain fee there's money that goes in the showdown none of us are paid we do this all for free on our free time we schedule around our actual jobs to hang out with each other and make these matches happen so if we ever got like a call from Krishna that was like hey uh I would like to borrow these four players for an exhibition match and do like a schmodown versus fan league match um that would be awesome I would totally champion that um and I would I would love to see that happen um, I would never be the one to prevent that because again, it's not my call. It's not like yeah. the, it's not like with the showdown, there's one league and there's like a team behind that one league. The fan leagues are a bunch of like individualized leagues that have sort of formed this larger community that shares all of our players between each other. And even like admins from multiplex will go play in full metal, full metal admins will come play in multiplex. Like it's all just sort of this big pot. So it doesn't necessarily work that same way. 
Um, and I would never be the one to stop a collaboration like that from happening because I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh, be like a, a you know triple A team playing a major league team for a, you know a game right before opening season, which does happen sometimes. <laughs> um, Sarah, before we get into the actual match, did you have any questions for Caleb about anything that we've touched on yet? Um, how could someone that wanted to join the fan leagues do that? <laughs> um, so most of us operate through Facebook groups. Um, if you go on Facebook and you search for Multiplex Entertainment, you'd find our league. Once you get in and join the group, we we are very quick about approving you in, and we'll have, we're very helpful in terms of plugging you into the divisions you want to be in, whether it's general movies, general teams, and geekdom, and geekdom teams, TV, music, sports, whatever oh, you want to wow. play in. We'll get you into whatever division you want to play in that we have uh, available to you. Full Metal is also the same way. Um, I, I love championing them too. The two of us are like a joint at the hip, just run by different people. Um, so they have, uh, this thing called classic actually, uh, which full metal started out with this little format of five person, multi-person matches. Um, and now that's their way of, uh, they test you in and, and if they take the people who they really like from those matches, they have a lot of potential and move them to the singles league and the others who like are good, but they're not like on the level of like an Oyama necessarily, they'll partner them up and put them in the team league and you can keep playing classics all the time. And yeah, they're, we're all really good about getting you in and uh, having fun matches. Very cool. Yeah. I'm actually, uh, I'm on the waiting list to, uh, to hopefully jump in a match here when the war zone tournament singles tournament is over. And uh, our, uh, our producer, Josh and I uh, have our names down for team also. So looking maybe forward I'll, to that. Maybe I'll run into you in the, in the team's war zone once that's done. Cause I know me and my partner are on that list too. So we'll see right. if we can uh, run into each other. Maybe. Um, yeah. Let's get to this big match. Cause yeah. this, I was completely blindsided and blown away by this. I was one of those people where if you would ask me, Who's going to win this match? No hesitation. Merle. I mean, dude, it's Dan Merle. Go ahead, Caleb, and give us give us your thoughts as you were watching it and, and when, when Oyama brought home that title. Like, how was that all for you? Um, so the one match this season in, um, in uh, Oyama's run that I wasn't – not necessarily, like, unconfident. I was always confident that Oyama would be the one playing Merle for the title at this point in the year. Um, was when he played Chance, and I knew whoever won that was probably going to go all the way and play Merle. Um, Paul is is actually a good personal friend of mine. I I love talking to Paul. So when he um when he got into that title match, I uh, I I know that he loves Merle. That's his favorite competitor. Uh, so I I knew how big that match was going to be for him. And watching him play that round after round and and just hitting every question that he got, uh, it made me incredibly happy for him. I was just rooting for him the entire match. But um, when we got to that betting round and he was down, um, I knew it was going to come down to that speed round. And I knew in my head, I was like, if he doesn't get at least four points in the speed round, it's over. Because Merle is, is really scary to go up against in a deficit in round five. So I was... Uh, yeah. I was very, I was a little worried for him, uh, and I was, I was really hoping that he had at least played with the buzzers beforehand, so he knew how they <laughs> felt. Because I know, I know every title match that has a controversy nine times out of ten is because of the speed round or the buzzers or something. Someone says this buzzer doesn't tap that way, or we get like the Trek Patriots uh, thing where Snyder hits the buzzer, but someone says Mance hit it first. Like it's mm. yeah, 
uh, yeah. stuff like that. So I was I was worried about that. Uh, but he he hit the four questions that I needed, and uh, the moment he won, I kind of I kind of lost my mind. I uh, I had to go into work at my radio station that day, and I did not have a voice to record after he <laughs> after announced the winner. So uh, I I had a bit of a, a bit of a problem, but I uh, I lost my mind when he won. I was so happy. I was, I was actually kind of crying. Uh, it was a big deal for him. Oh, I bet it was it was an amazing match. Did you see it, Sarah? I have not got a chance to see it. Oh, I'm I... sorry. Spoiled no, the no. whole thing for you. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> no, I was strolling through Twitter or Instagram and I saw like your new whatever, and I was like, oh, oh wow, because I just automatically was like, oh, it's going to be Dan. Like, and I don't know why because. He, Paul has been great in every match I've seen him in, so I don't under, I don't know why. I was just like, oh, it's Dan's got this. Like, come on. So yeah. that's just a testament to him. Was it David B. who spoiled it for you? Because that bat raster, man, he spoiled the Kalinowski <laughs> no, match for me on Twitter. <laughs> I'm he? just kidding. David's a good guy. He and I got a little uh, fake beef going on. It's about to turn real, though. You watch. Um, <laughs> Um, now hearing what Christian had said, again, I'm not exact. I didn't see this Facebook post he was referring to. Um, can you break that down for us and just tell us, just give us your, your side, your perspective of all of that and, uh, any communication that, that was done, you know, via anything, not necessarily private, but, you know, like any kind of comments or anything, if you could Um, just enlighten us a bit more. Yeah, so uh, uh, Harloff made a post uh, that was uh, along the lines of he was in, and this is what kind of uh, kind of makes me sad about the whole thing. And like we, I want to preface this all by saying uh, we we there was just a failure to communicate and understand what his meaning was. Uh, he didn't say anything bad, uh, and he didn't say anything that would actually be offensive. It was us misunderstanding his what he meant by that word and taking that word the wrong way. Um, but he made a post about, uh, with Pollyama winning the title, it validates the fan leaks and the word validates, uh, sort of, uh, sort of rubbed some of us the wrong way, uh, in the sense of, um, he meant validate as in it validates that our players can hang and be really great competitors in the Schmodown, which is completely fair. Um, I think, I think that's a correct statement and I would agree with him in that, uh, in that sentiment, but I think some of us kind of got the, uh, word validates wrong as it validates the existence of the fan leaks. Mm-hmm. And I think by saying that uh, what the implication that would come with that is that if we didn't have a player from the fan leagues as a champion, that it doesn't validate the existence of a fan league um, and, and validating it in the eyes of the showdown, that's completely fair. It's Christian and Mark's brand. Honestly, if none of our players ever went there, uh, that would be completely fair. Um, and then if they never like recognized us for that because we didn't have players there, that completely makes sense to me. That's fair. It's their product. But I mean, in the sense of in the reality that we had uh, perceived that validated word that way was that um, the validation of the fan leagues then is tethered to having a champion in the Shmodo. So mm-hmm. to me uh, and a couple of other uh, people that I'm close to had taken it this way um, was that we don't necessarily think that's a fair statement to say that our validation as a fan league comes from having a champion in the showdown uh because i think the fan leagues have sort of uh expanded in a way where they're we're not just fan leagues anymore 
um, we kind of, we all have our own little like actual shows. We've grown to talk about movies and like, uh, we don't just focus on movies anymore. Like there's Brooklyn Vale, one of the greatest hosts that I've ever met in my life. One of my personal friends, uh, has a whole channel, a whole segment of our community dedicated to music. And he's amazing at, at nice. bringing that passion around to us and, uh, sports and everything. Um, and like, from there even we've grown to become this community and this sort of family of like a close knit group of people from all over the world that came together because of Christian and Mark's product. Uh, absolutely. Um, but like, it's gotten to the point where like me and a couple of people after a match, will sit on a hangout call for seven hours, like after a oh. match at, after a match at midnight and talk until the next morning, just because we absolutely love the Schmodown. We love movies. We love all the things that we talk about and made lifelong relationships. And so when um when the validation when the word validates was thrown around was like used that way um we and like a couple of us had interpreted it that um that he that we had thought he had meant that the validation of the league comes from having a showdown champion then that kind of negated all the relationships and like it felt like he was saying that our relationships that we made are invalid if we don't have someone in the showdown as a champion and that uh that's what rubbed us the wrong way but i i completely understand that that's not at all his intention uh he would totally never say anything like that uh and we've all since like smoothed over and apologized uh he's messaged a couple of our admins privately to cover everything and like talk about it and everyone's you know all good and buddy buddy again and it's all smoothed over but just to explain like why some people got a little thrown out of whack of like the idea that we aren't valid as a community and that these relationships we made don't necessarily matter if there's no Schmodown champion is what bugged a couple of us uh, a little bit. And that's, uh, that's sort of the gist of it uh, at its core, but that's, that's not at all what he meant. And what I kind of think is sad is that that post was meant to congratulate Paul and the fan leagues as a whole for, for the accomplishment of Paul becoming champion and that post is now gone because some of us took one word of that post mm. and and got all up in arms about it, which I think, like looking at it the long in the long run, was a uh, was a bad was a bit of a, a sad mistake to happen. And uh, and all I would say about it is, um, I think uh, I think we we made a mistake, but I also think uh, I think that that point needed to be stated of yeah. that we're valid that we are valid as a community without uh, a Schmodown champion because of the, of the relationships and like the work we put in as a community, even though, yeah, we are, we are definitely a fan league and we are definitely always going to be tied to the Schmodown and we appreciate Mark and Christian for everything they've done because they are our inspiration. Um, but that we've kind of, we find our validation from like those seven hour hangout calls at night uh, when, and the relationships we've made. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's really hard to, uh, it's really hard to translate exactly what and how people what people are saying and how they feel via typing it's yeah. so damn difficult man so uh it, it's awesome uh it's awesome everything smoothed over and it was not you know nothing nothing big because i i enjoy i enjoy watching the matches and for you guys that you put on and i love the schmodown and um it's a really good thing especially with you guys uh, you know yama coming up it's uh it's really awesome for you guys and your, your administrations, everyone over there at multiplex, you know, uh, you don't, you don't own these players or anything like that. Like you said, you know, they don't work to you. They aren't beholden to you, but without you guys and your hard work, you, to, they, 
they wouldn't be in the exact position that they are in now. You know what I mean? And that needs, that needs to be stated too. And thank you guys for all that work, uh, for, for the fans. It's really cool, man, because it's, it's really cool for a fan to be able to get involved in something that is like, uh, the schmo down because we enjoy it so much. So thank you guys so much. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we started out as those people. Uh, most yeah. of us started out as the people who like, oh, these are this is really fun. I wish I could play this. And then you find like six other people who are like, I'd like to play this too. And you kind of make the game your own. And eventually it grows to a Facebook group that has 300 people that it isn't just people from the United States and Canada, like people from Australia, like Jake Marangoni or Michael Campbell or, or people uh, from Latin America, like Nazario Montenegro or, or England, like Tony Heald. Uh, and, you know, so it's like, it's a great community of people that I would have never met had we not started this thing. Um, so I'm, I'm really proud of it. Um, I'm really proud of Paul. Uh, and Chance and and Kevin even I know Kevin never really yeah. played here uh, but Kevin is a is a great competitor we've talked uh, before uh, I hosted the match where he played Robert uh, in that tournament talked nice. to him a little bit he's a he's a great guy uh, and I I'm very happy for everyone who gets to go up uh, even the free for all moment when Jen Kemp showed up uh, that was the coolest moment because Jen is one of the nicest people that we've met in this community as well um, and like you said. Um, when like with Paul and everyone going up and, and, you know, we kind of, we kind of help them get there by having the platform. It's, it's really nice just to see the, the recognition of them just even being there uh, is, is really nice. Um, and, and it's always nice when they, when they get to come back a little bit too, like Paul Ayama showing up on after show for the last three weeks uh, just cause he's in the chat and he's like, Hey, you got room for me to jump on for a little bit or Winston Marshall even coming in for a bit and Paul jumping on just cause it was nice to have another showdown competitor there. So it wasn't just like an interview format on a show that has yeah. no format, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's all, it's all, it's all great, man. Um, I just, again, I love it. And thank you guys again for what you're doing. Um, Sarah, do you have anything to add, uh, add on this before we put a cap on it? Uh, no, it just, it sounds cool, and I might try and check out the Inner Geekdom fandom, because that sounds awesome. Oh, absolutely, we'd love to have you. It's, oh. it's, it's a lot more than just geek. We got Disney and Pixar in there. So. Oh, yeah, well, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> <Sold>. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, yeah. gonna go for it. <laughs> oh, I would, I would love to have, I'd love to have you. <laughs> Um, our producer Josh, he uh, he has his own podcast show called Talking Schmodown. Everybody, um, it can be found on the Merc with a Movie blog feed on all your podcast listening platforms. Uh, it's a good show. A couple weeks ago, he had an interview with Janine the Machine. Uh, so everybody, go check it out if you're into the Schmodown and you want some good listening. Um, Caleb, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Go ahead, your Twitter, uh, your uh, the multiplex uh, groups on Facebook or YouTube, anything. Go for it. Um, absolutely. If you'd uh, if you'd like to come get involved in in fan league matches, uh, we'd love to come have you over at Multiplex Entertainment on Facebook. If you go to the group, uh, jump in. Uh, we'll approve you. We have a big post right at the top about how to get involved. Um, but if you want to find me personally, um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Caleb Coho. As Caleb with a K and then K-O-H-O. Um, I mainly operate out of Multiplex. I do some stuff on my own. So Caleb Coho on YouTube, Coho Productions on YouTube. You can find all the dumb things that I make whenever I'm not working with Multiplex, whenever <laughs> I have a weekend to myself and I think, hey, I haven't made a video in a month. Why not? Um, but yeah, um, if you just want to come get involved, you want to 
if you want to be a part of that community that I talked about, we're always, we're always uh, very accepting and happy to have people come join our big, crazy, weird international family of Schmodown fans. So uh, if you jump on Multiplex Entertainment, we can even link you up to all the other leagues from there. You kind of get involved in that giant spider web. Uh, we'd love to have you. Excellent. Uh, thank you again for coming on, Caleb. Really appreciate Absolutely. it. And uh, you have yourself a great weekend, sir. Absolutely. You too. Thanks. Sarah, you're yeah. going to take over that fan league, aren't you? That uh, the uh, the fandom. Uh, probably not. <laughs> oh, come on! Don't be modest. You're going to run that. <laughs> You'll have to go up against Sean, though. <laughs> oh no! It's the same thing that you said as like in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, I got this. But then when I would actually go to do it, I'd be like, I nope, no idea. Yeah, and I've also realized from watching the Schmodown that, um. You get to read the questions as well on Schmodown, then, and that helps a lot. Yes. But if you're competing, you don't get to read those no. questions. And so, and so I have tried a couple times to do it without reading the questions, and I've found that I'm also not as good as I thought I was. <laughs> maybe someday. But, uh, maybe someday. Maybe someday we'll be champions together. Who yes. knows? Okay. <laughs> um. But uh, they talked about that Schmodown match, which was amazing um, on Monday's episode. And then they had Frank Grillo came in to talk about uh, talk about some movies and stuff he's working on. He just had a new movie, Point Blank, came out on uh, Netflix a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm not big into the action genre. I mean, some of them are good, but I'm not one of those guys who can just sit down and watch any action movie. Yeah. I'm not a Josh McCuga action fanatic. Um, but the thing about the conversation with him that I found interesting was he got into talking a little bit about money jobs and you know, just taking jobs because you need a paycheck. And it was funny to hear him say about how sometimes when he, he, you know, he would, he said that you would know a bad script right when you read it mm. and, but you would take it cause it's a money job, but sometimes you're hoping that it's so bad that it doesn't come out. And I just, that struck me as extremely funny, but at the same time, I mean, you're getting paid. So it's one of those where no matter if it comes out or not, you're getting paid, but what, how bad does it have to be that you're willing to put in that work pay or not? And you hope it doesn't come out, you know, it must be bad. Yeah. So it has to be. So what, what would make you turn down a movie? Like what, it, maybe it's not one thing, maybe it's multiple things, but if you were offered a movie, what would make you turn it down? Um, so I guess, like, a bad script. Uh, but, I mean, I get there are a lot of movies, maybe not a lot. I've heard of movies that have a bad script and they end up being great because they're just working through it. But then I've heard movies that have amazing scripts and the movies are terrible. So I guess it's really just you're just taking a gamble as far as any movie that you try to do. Um, but I think something that would make me turn down doing a movie is um, like nudity, <laughs> like having to do nudity. That would definitely, I think before I was married, like when I was seriously like trying to pursue like acting um, and like theater and stuff, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, like maybe I do it. It depends. But now that like I'm married, there's no way I just, 
I know my husband would not be <laughs> would not be happy, <laughs> but I don't think I'd be comfortable. Like I just want to be comfortable about it. Plus, like we talk about it, I grew up pretty Christian and conservative, and I knew my parents would kill me, like kill me oh, yeah. if they ever found out. <laughs> Even like topless, like there's one Broadway show, like Hair, that they're like topless. And I'm like, can't do that show. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> that would definitely no be way. my turn down. Nope. My parents can't come to that one. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even tell them you're in it. (laughs) No, no. Yeah, for me, well, the first thing would be lack of pay. Like if it's really, even if it's a bad script and I know it's going to be a bad movie, I might take it if the pay is enough. But if the pay's not enough, it's like, dude, get out of here. Like an indie film that doesn't pay you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But for me, context or content rather um i just i'm not big on kind of along your lines i'm uh, but not me necessarily being nude or anything but i'm not into gratuitous nudity uh nudity yeah i'm just like i don't know i don't there are very very rare circumstances in which i feel that it's warranted and my biggest beef is in shows or movies they um a lot of the times you can see the females nipples through their shirts. And that really pisses me off in a way because it's just, it's completely sexualizing them in a comedy or something that has nothing at all to do with sexuality whatsoever. And it's just, it just comes off as unnecessary. So if I had a role that I was offered, you know, and there's a lot of, unnecessary sexualization in it and whatnot that I just, eh, I'd just rather not do that. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. I agree. Yeah. I, it's just not, it's just not necessary. I don't know. Or I don't know. Just leave it there. It's just not necessary. <laughs> I had a, a side question for you. Yes. Have you you were saying you know you were uh, you have a musical background and whatnot? Have you ever been in a play or a musical that you wished you could get out of? That was maybe it wasn't because it was bad, but just any reason that you were like, just ugh, I don't want to be in this. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, there was one. The last show I did was like four years ago and it was little shop of horrors and the uh, the show was great it was amazing um i had a really bad audition i mean i'm not a good auditioner that's kind of one of the reasons why i was like i'm not good at this it's going to be an uphill battle i already know this um so that's kind of why i stepped away from that field but I did not have the best audition and I didn't get a role and that show is really small to begin with it's really only like eight parts but they expanded the show out a little bit and um, it was with my college so the director was my theater teacher so she offered to have me in the show at, at some point like for something she's like well make something up and I was like okay I was in like one or two scenes very briefly it was really pointless honestly for me be there and to go to practices and it was just kind of a waste of time um so I I turned it around and tried to do like stage crew like I tried to help out because there wasn't a stage crew so I would help out backstage because I was like okay well I'm in one scene so let me actually do something and not just sit around um 
But so it turned into a good situation, but it was definitely one that I probably should have just tried to get out of or just not been in because I there was no no point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, that happens. I did a I did a musical um, once, but I really enjoyed it and it was fun. So I have no complaints about that at all. And I took some <laughs> acting classes when I was younger too, and in, uh, in Dayton, but. I don't know. I used to dream of big stardom, but when you're from the Midwest and, and you live in the middle of nowhere, those dreams tend to go away rather fast. But in speaking of musicals, uh, the Cats trailer came out, which is one that I am not. Oh, no. Here we go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I've seen the play once. I was dragged to it. My brother's oh my now wife at, um, at the time, just high school sweetheart. She was in the play and oh. I completely spaced it out. I do not remember anything about the plot or all I know is the song memories is from it, which is a great song. As long as it's an instrumental. <laughs> oh, wow. what do you think of it though? Um, I've actually never seen this musical. I know it's kind of like controversial in the theater world. At least I think it is. Um, I don't really know many people that like this show. <laughs> um, I know one guy that's like obsessed, like this is his favorite musical. I don't get it. But um, this trailer, <laughs> it freaked me out, but I'm so intrigued. Like I'm so interested. <laughs> like I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my God like what is happening this looks terrifying but at the back of my mind i'm like i need to go watch this so i know what like what this is like they got me i don't know what it is he got me <laughs> like <laughs> it looks the people look terrifying like they yes they do terrifying and then like what's his name jason derulo shows up and i'm like okay i'm sold <laughs> like <laughs> do you, do you even know what the plot is i don't know and you saw it and you <laughs> I I zoned out. I had no interest. I'm not a big musicals guy and so, a musical with cats never interested that's, me. No, that's not oh well you didn't like the Lion King and they're basically cats, so you know. Yeah, so So I remember watching like a recording of the Broadway show when I was very young for some reason and I remember my parents were like didn't want me to watch it because I guess the plot of it is about recarnate reincarnation is that what it is like reincarnation the yeah they're the the cats like they're trying to um go to the special place where they'll come back in another life as another i think that's what the whole plot is i have no idea oh. <laughs> like, i just remember my parents tried to explain it to me when i was little and they're like it's kind of like religious but we don't believe in that and i was like <laughs> but it's it's people dressed as cats and they're like yeah but it's an allegory and i'm like i'm like five i'm like what like what, what? are you talking about what's an allegory what's cats like <laughs> they're just cats. so i i don't know i'm i'm just intrigued <laughs> i'm dragging my husband I, to yeah. it though he's not i i texted my husband and i was like watch the cats trailer right now <laughs> And oh, he texted no. me back. He was like, "What the hell?" And I said, "Yeah, we're gonna go see that when it comes out. So be prepared." <laughs> like, oh, that poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, I figured." <laughs> you better pay for the date. You better pay for dinner and drinks and the movie and everything. Well, I said we'll just get like really drunk before we go see it, and it'll be fine. <laughs> like, 
that that'll help. Yeah. 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 He's like, okay, that doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Speaking of being drunk, I had to be drunk watching Bachelorette last week and every week. Um, I don't drink, but I'm quickly on my way to becoming an alcoholic. <laughs> um, by the looks of it, uh, Hannah just might be an alcoholic now, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they talked a little bit about Bachelorette, about how crazy it was this past week. Um why don't you yeah, give us Winston, a quick rundown of that real It was just, it was nuts. Winston Marshall knew his stuff. I was like, okay. Like, yeah. he was on show Tuesday and he was talking about all the guys. And so, real, I guess real fast, um, as I guess everyone knows, me and Jay do Go Get Your Rose Bachelorette recap. Oh, hold um, on, hold on, hold on. Oh, go yeah. get that rose. Go get, did I not say that? You said go get your rose. Go get that rose. You titled the show, girl. I know. I <laughs> Go get that rose. It could be your rose, but go get that rose. It will never um, be my rose. <laughs> well, <laughs> so um, the show actually, the finale is going to be next week. So we are just one week away, hopefully finding out um, who Hannah picks. I know everyone cares so much, but. Uh, this past week was just, it was the um, Luke P, the one that everyone, I think if you haven't even been watching the show, you know about Luke P. Oh, yeah. He's just, been, my mom doesn't watch, and she's like, what's going on with that Luke guy? <laughs> I'm like, he won't leave, mom. He won't leave the show. <laughs> like, he just is there. Um, Luke finally went home, and he came back. <laughs> he didn't go home for long. He came back, and Hannah just freaked out and all the guys kind of stood up for her and it was great and then um the we had the men tell all and all the men all all quotation marks like 20 of the men came back and um we talked to them we talked to luke p mainly luke p it was the roast of luke p like yeah oh yeah they they just all trashed him (laughs) and they felt bad for him um kind of not really um, but I mean, it, it's kind of like a recap at this point. Like you just have the men come back and they just talk and Hannah comes yeah. out and it's kind of, it's always awkward because she sees like all of the guys she sent home for the first time. <laughs> so like, it's really, she came out looking great. So like you yep. knew, she, like she's seeing, cause you have the ones that she sent home on the first night that no one remembers versus the one that she just sent home that she spent all this time with. So like, it's always yeah. awkward. Um, and then we had a great tease for what we're both super excited to watch is mm-hmm. uh, Bachelor in Paradise. Um, please, people, <laughs> if you do not watch Bachelor or Bachelorette, that's fine. Please just watch one episode of Bachelor in Paradise. It's like, <laughs> it's like, are you the one? Like, I'm assuming it's what Love Island's like. It's like those crazy beach love shows that it's not like bachelor bachelor at all it's all the past crazy contestants they're all on a beach together and they all like date one another it's crazy it's crazy (laughs) just give it an episode and then listen to our recap (laughs) yeah yeah for sure and uh again same feeds is um mark with a movie blog feed for that as well um 
It, but uh, other other than that, on Tuesday, it's and it, it was uh, all last week as well with the shows being short or uh, shorter for Christian and some of the other crew for Comic Con last week and especially this week felt a lot to me like the old schmo days, and yeah. uh, this just added on Tuesday when old Bobby Finstock came in the studio after the break, oh and uh, RB three was also in there. Um, RB3 was in there plugging his directorial film debut, a short film called Timestamp. Uh, it's a time travel movie, uh, so everybody be on the lookout for that. Um, and But the, the funny bit about all that was it turns out Finstock sold RB3 a gift. Okay, now listen to what I said here again. Finstock sold RB3 a gift in the form of $200 fake Yeezys. Okay, these are $200 fake uh, Kanye West shoes. Uh, and <laughs> I just, everybody, everybody's like, yeah, that's Finstock. No one doubted that that was something he'd do. It's just, but everybody loves him. You know, he really, he has to be a hell of a guy. Because of how crazy he is and the stuff he pulls oh, yeah. and scams, but every I've never heard anyone say an honest to god foul word about him. No, he he is just he was cracking me up like that last like fifteen twenty minutes where they're talking yeah. about the shoes and he's just going on like I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know like I got him from this person like he was just like what. <laughs> They're all like, dude, we know you're lying. Like, we know you knew they were fake. He's like, no, I got them from a guy that knew a guy that got the Yeezys, and I thought they were real. And <laughs> he's in like, he's in England or some other country, and I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, it's so, uh, so great. Shouldn't that be your first clue right there, dudes in some other country? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's a friend of a friend that lives in a different country. And it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> Oh, has anyone ever sold any you anything that turned out to be fake, or you ever gone to a store or a street vendor or anything and got anything that's fake? No, I tend to stay away from like thrift thrift shops. Would that fall under that, or I don't know? I think thrift stop thrift uh, thrift shops would be more just older clothes and that's true. Yeah, stuff like that. Like older, a, older markets, stuff. like the farmer markets. Is that yeah. what they are? Like yeah, that kind of stuff. stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure, like, the people are like, this is a signed baseball by blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> or, like, this is a poster signed by this person. Like, mm. maybe, like, when Disney, like, sends or when, like, magazines, like, have those posters that are, like, signed. Like, the first 50 people, like, at Target, like, with the books. Oh, like, yeah. the first, like, no. Like, you're, no. <laughs> like, Maybe that. <laughs> Would you buy if Finstock came to you no. with anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Don't even need to finish asking that question, man. Maybe I would buy it, but I would just assume that it was fake. Like, <laughs> would assuming that it that it was fake, would you try to get him to come down on the price? Yeah. Would you tell him that you assume it's fake as a as a means of negotiation? I guess it depends on what it is. <laughs> like, and how much she's asking for. Like, if I'm like, I'm just going to assume this is fake. I mean, if he came up to me with the $200 Yeezys, I'd be like, no, I'm assuming they're fake. Like, take that down. That's way too much money, <laughs> besides the fact. 
Oh, man. Finstock. Dude cracks me up. Put me on Lil Bobby and the Juice, dude. I don't want no money. I don't want no nothing. I just want to do a voice. <laughs> um, uh, Wednesday, they uh, they talked about what characters they'd cast uh, themselves as from any movie franchises. I thought that was an interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, for me personally, have well, have you ever seen House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects? Um, no. <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of them? Yes. Okay, they're great movies, Rob Zombie movies. Um, but he has a third one coming out soon called Three from Hell, so therefore it will count as a franchise when I say Otis from from the House of Thousand Corpses franchise. Um, he is an extremely wicked, foul evil, evil, despicable party hound of a human being. And I just think it would be so fun to play that, to play that role in a franchise. Um, what'd you have? What, what, what do you think? Um, well, I would want to be a Katniss in hunger games because I love, I almost picked her too. <laughs> oh my man. God. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, old dude, old Hemsworth's dreamy, man. Yeah, he, you know. Which is kind of funny because Roxy talked about how she couldn't tell Chris and Liam Hemsworth yeah. apart. <laughs> and that, I'm like, come on. Like, they don't look anything alike. Like, I just thought that was really, side note, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely, I love those books. And I start reading those books before the movies came out, uh, before they even start casting. And even though I think Jennifer Lawrence is, the perfect casting um i all i mean i do this with every book i read i just envision myself as the lead <laughs> female so like <laughs> i want to be katniss but also anyone in harry potter like literally oh, yeah. any anyone like see i couldn't just be in the background of harry potter because that was the first thing i thought of but i i could not pick who i would want to play um, I mean, one of those random like potion kids or something. I don't care. <laughs> well, whoever it is, it would. I would definitely pick a character that is in every movie of the franchise. Yeah, because I'd want to be there for the full ride. I want to be Lavender Brown. Give me that one. She's that's... the one that she's the one that dates Ron in one of the movies. That's like oh, and and she's the one that gets all upset. Yeah, and the when he's in the hospital scene, she comes in and she's like, "I'm Ron's girlfriend," and then she runs off. Oh I, yeah, I want to be her. <laughs> uh, why? I I love those characters. I love like crazy girl. Like I don't all know. Right, I, all right. I just love them. It's I mean, not because you're into Ron. I mean, Ron is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> you like the redheads, huh? Um, I love gingers <laughs> are you being serious i really like gingers. <laughs> that's cool i almost said it but i didn't want to sound like i was being offensive no oh, that's yeah. great i yeah i think like little kids that are like gingers are like the cutest like i just think they're so cute so you like picture pictures of little fat kids too just like darina huh okay well that's weird <laughs> that's weird <laughs> well no <laughs> No, because people don't know me like they know Dorino, so they're going to be like, that's weird. <laughs> Why is she talking about ginger children? Oh, j fat ginger kids. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't oh, me. Oh, no. It was all Jay. It wasn't me. 
<laughs> I'll take credit for it. Um, something else that came out that they were talking about was Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are the going to write another movie together and they're going to star in it as well. Well, they're not writing the content. It's, uh, actually based on, uh, real events, uh, directed by Ridley Scott. It's going to be written and starred, uh, by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck based on the last legal sanctioned duel in France. Hmm. Um, I'm a big duel fan. I personally think that duels should be legal today. Um, but I'm really strict about it. It should, well, my logic is if you've got two consenting adults who are so angry with each other that they want to throw down in a duel, let them, they're adults, they're, they're okay. grown men. They both, they, they, it's not like one of them wants to, and the other one doesn't, and someone's being forced, but there should be a proper way of doing it. Say, say you upset me. And I approach you, and I take off my glove, and I slap you across the face, and and you accept my duel. Because if you don't accept my duel, everyone knows that you're that you're a sissy. And so then we meet the next morning, and we have our pistolas, and we do our little march, our ten or eight paces, whatever it is. We turn, we each get one shot. I think it's ten two. We we turn, we shoot, and. No matter, and then if we both miss, we draw our swords and we duel. What? We duel it out with swords to the so death. This is a it's duel a duel. To the death. Yes, you, every duel is a duel to the death, or it should be at least. No, no man, no, no man walks away from a duel having it be a draw. No uh, way. I mean, if you turn. went through. Sarah, if you went through all the t- trouble of taking your glove off and slapping another man across the face with it, I mean, that's pretty serious stuff there. Oh, my gosh. Right? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Are you excited about this? Does this idea... Because, I mean, Goodwill Hunting is an amazing movie, and Ben and Matt did a great job writing that. Um, does this... How do you feel about this? Something you're looking forward to? So... <laughs> Fun fact, um, I've never seen Goodwill Hunting. Oh, Sarah. Yeah, it's on the my parents yell my parents love that movie. They yell at me for it all the time. They're like, You have to watch it. Um, I have no reason not to watch it. I mean, like Robin Williams won his Oscar for it. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon won an Oscar. Like it's I've heard it's a great movie. I just haven't got around to it. Um, but I am excited. I am excited about this. I love both of them and I just have assurance that um they won an oscar off of the script and i don't think they've really written anything since then am i wrong um, i don't know i'm not sure exact together no but i yeah, think together, Affleck I like is maybe uh, you separately oh, i yeah. think they've each written a little yeah, bit plus plus ben affleck like i love um his movie argo i think that movie is great and underrated i um it won the oscar I think Matt Damon has, they both have really grown a lot since Goodwill Hunting um, in their acting and their personal lives as well. I don't know so much. I don't know. I get, I'm assuming Matt Damon like produces and stuff as well, but I know Ben Affleck has done a lot um, and they both have really just progressed as actors as well. So I am excited about this and Ridley Scott needs a good new movie. People keep saying, yeah. Uh, but- that he hasn't really had anything and 
he's not writing this one, I guess it doesn't look like. Like, I guess Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are, and the other lady that they talked about are the ones, and he's just directing. So maybe, maybe it'll be good, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. That's for yeah. sure. Um, something else I'm looking forward to uh, was, uh, which actually takes us into Thursday. Uh, Katie Sackhoff was back on the show, um, which is more uh, Schmoes Days kind of stuff, kind of feel. It's just great the last two weeks. Uh, but she's on there promoting her new show, after, or uh, Another Life, I'm sorry, Another Life on Netflix. I have it in my queue. Uh, definitely going to check it out. Loved her in Battlestar Galactica. Uh, but she's moved, she's moving on to some acting and creating and producing from acting rather into some creating and producing. Uh, she's definitely come a long way from the old Schmoes days. Um, do you ever see any of the old Epischmodes? Epischmodes um, of, uh, uh, I do too, actually. Hey, uh, Christian, I want paid for that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, have you ever seen any of those old episodes of the Schmoes days when she was co-hosting on there? Um, I've seen a couple of them. I've seen like ones here and there. I did watch the Schmodown match that they talked about, the original one yeah. between like her and Ken. And that was great. And also the one when they did the teams the next year and it was her, was it her? No, maybe it wasn't her. Maybe it was someone else. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but I do remember, I do remember watching um, her in a few episodes, and I think I watched her one on one. And she's she's great. Like I had no idea, though. I guess that's because I didn't watch those episodes that her and Christian dated. So. Oh, I didn't either. Oh, okay. That wasn't like a. I had no idea. Oh, I thought I had no he dated clue. Bonnie, and maybe he also dated Bonnie Somerville. Is that her last name? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't know he dated uh, Katie, so that was interesting to find out. <laughs> yeah, go Christian, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I love Starbuck, man. She was great in that. You ever see Battlestar Galactica with her? I, I haven't, and I heard that it's great. It um, really is. So I definitely, I have a lot, I have a lot of holes, a lot of things I need to catch up on. That's all right. Um, That's all right. Um, I have seen Oculus, though. I don't like scary movies. We've talked about it. Um, but I did watch Oculus, and she was great in that movie. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen that, but them talking about it, I definitely put it in my list of movies it's, to watch. It's very good. Um, I watched it, like, through my fingers, <laughs> and wow. I was looking looking up, like, the spoil. Yeah, I don't do scary movies. Looking up the spoilers, but it's very good it's a very interesting concept it's not like it's also like i just don't like like possession or there's not like a lot of like jump scares it kind of is possession so maybe i should take that back but (laughs) i don't like like the random like jump scares and stuff like this and this movie just it's just creepy and i think that's why i enjoyed it well i'm definitely gonna have to check it out now um, and speaking of good movies and checking things out that we've not seen, um, she was up for Hateful Eight role against Jennifer Jason Lee. Wow. And, yeah, um, awesome movie, and the part of that statement of mine is that you need to watch Tarantino movies. I, I really do. Um, my husband is a big Tarantino fan. I don't. So we, me and my husband have decided that 
I like grew up because I'm younger. I'm like 23. So I grew up in like a conservative family where I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of like certain movies. Like my parents just didn't watch a lot of these movies when I was growing yeah. up. So I missed a lot of like the classics because I was either like too young when the more like raunchy comedies or stuff were coming out or my parents just didn't show me these movies. So I've missed so much. Um, but I will watch. <laughs> I will watch them. And I'm definitely interested in Tarantino. I've seen part of Pulp Fiction. Um, I've seen part of Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> I've seen like parts <laughs> here and there. I think my husband has seen every single one. Is like we need to watch. Once we'll sit down and just watch them all. Um, but what I've seen, I've liked. Like I really like. Yeah. I like his style. His style is definitely what I'm into. So it's not like I'm not watching it because I just don't get it. Like. I don't know. I just haven't gotten around to it. To it. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this weekend, so it'll be good times. Yeah, it looks, my that looks really good. And I'm excited about that. Me too. Um, something that was really exciting. Uh, today was Darina's birthday. Woo! Happy birthday, Darina. It's awesome. And Kate Mulligan was on the show as well. I love her. <laughs> Yeah, she's great, and she she did her uh, first uh, Comic Con. She went to her first Comic Con last week with the crew, and she made her return to stand up. So, awesome. good luck to her. Uh, everybody listening, go check her out. Follow her. Uh, she's funny. Yeah, really funny. Have you ever been to Comic Con or a Comic Con? No, never. Have Me you? Either. No. Um, Sean McKee has been to one. In fact, he posted on his Twitter a picture of him in costume at one a couple months ago. It was pretty cool. So I anyone who follows like Sean, fun. go check it out. Yeah, it sounds like fun for sure. It's and it's stressful. definitely gone a lot farther beyond comics. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise was there for Top Gun this year. So, was you he know. actually there? Really? Yeah, he was there. Yep. Oh, well, we can talk about that trailer real fast. <laughs> Did you see that trailer? I, yeah, that's Top another. Top Gun 2? Uh, that's another movie I've never seen, but. <laughs> oh. I, I'm sorry. Um, okay. I did watch that trailer. I, I guess, because I've never seen the movie, I'm, like, not super impressed. But yeah. I, I am impressed because I know it's Tom Cruise actually flying <laughs> those planes. That's crazy. So I'm watching, like, any other actor, I'd be like, oh, they're just in green screen. But, like, with him, I'm like, I'm sure this is actually happening. <laughs> like, he's actually oh, yeah. out there. Like, so it's, I'm, I'll see it. I definitely, I'm going to watch Top Gun. I promise everyone. And then I'll definitely see that. I'm very intrigued. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You better go see it after, of course, you see the first one. Classic 80s movie. Yeah. Cheesy, but really, really good. Like, good cheesy. <laughs> Right. Is that Take My Breath Away? Is that that yeah. movie? Yep, yeah. that is it. Highway <laughs> to the danger zone. See, like, I know all the stuff. Yeah, today was all about celebrating Darina's birthday. And Makuga played a birthday game with her. And I thought it'd be, be fun if we just went ahead and go through ours real quick. And, uh, and then we'll, oh. do, we'll do that to wrap up this, this week's episode of Afterlife. Um, Makuga played a little game with her and gave her a list of people. 
And the premise was she's having a birthday party and these people are coming to your party. What do you want them to bring you? Um, I'll read each one uh, off here and then we'll, you'll go ahead and give yours first and then I'll give mine. You ready? Yes. All right. Thank John you. Carpenter. Okay. So I've never seen any. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so money. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> alcohol, money, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever he wants. <laughs> what kind of alcohol? Um I don't know. What do you think John Carpenter? He probably drinks like a scotch or something. Or like a whiskey. I could see that maybe. Right? In, in an old school typewriter. Yeah. I feel drinking like he's like his an drink. old school kind of guy. In a smoky a small smoky office with a lot of stuff yes. in it, a lot of books, a lot of papers. Yeah. yeah. Um so maybe a nice scotch. Yeah, dark with only a desk lamp light on. Yeah. Mm. See, now, being a fan, uh, having seen quite a few of his movies, I want, I would like him to bring me the full costume with the eye patch that Kurt Russell wore in Escape from New York. All right. That would be awesome. And I'd have, like, you know, a mannequin that I would dress the uniform on so that I could display the uniform. It would be great. That would be awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, what about Sigourney Weaver? Um, oh, man. I don't know. I'm just thinking of all the movies. Like, I don't tell me why. Like, the first movie that pops in my head is that movie Holes <laughs> that she's in. Oh, I had forgotten <laughs> all about that movie. I just watched that movie for the first time a couple months ago because it's my husband's like favorite movie. And I was like, Sigourney Weaver is in this movie? That is a good movie. Yeah. Um, she's like, She's like the bat, the one of the bad guys in there. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe something from Alien. I guess if that's cliche, like some kind of. Oh no, not at all. Mine was the I want the prop alien that popped out of her chest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Maybe like a gun. <laughs> like one. <laughs> do they have guns? <laughs> like a blast. Um. Uh, yeah, she did. Well, it was either her or um, uh, John Voight's character. I think it was John Voight's character had the gun. Oh. Had a well, six-shooter It is hip the whole time. Something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Wes Craven. Okay, well. <laughs> um, never seen any of these either. <laughs> oh, man. Um. May okay, Wes Craven likes sounds like maybe he likes whiskey, so <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't know who he is, so just bring me money and alcohol. <laughs> Everybody I don't know. <laughs> I'm not alcoholic, guys, I promise. <laughs> like just <laughs> I like trying different things. I don't know. Yeah, money and maybe a whiskey. That's cool. Or tequila That's no cool. whiskey, not tequila. Um, I figured that since his movie, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, um, ruined taking baths for me for the rest of my <laughs> life, uh, I think it'd be cool to have the actual Freddy glove that was used in that bathtub oh. scene. Um, no. That would be awesome and and very frightening, and I would probably hang it in my bathroom. Maybe that would be hat. awesome. Can I the have hat Freddy would Krueger's be cool. Like hat? Yeah, I want that. I've changed my answer. Yeah, that would be cool, too. And whiskey. And whiskey. <laughs> and the bottle of whiskey. 
And money. <laughs> and money. G- give it to me. <laughs> um, what about John Williams? Okay. Well, <laughs> I do know who this is. Um, if I could not get a private concert, which would probably not happen, I don't. Maybe just like, maybe a a personalized like CD <laughs> or like um playlist or something that's like for me and it's a mix of different like songs that he like recorded or scores or stuff that's cool and it's like to sarah from john williams it's like harry potter obviously uh, um, yeah some of the other stuff he did <laughs> not coming to mind right now yeah i would uh i'd want an invitation to sit in while he actually records oh. the score for a star wars movie oh that would be awesome to be able to be in that room while they're while he's conducting the orchestra to score it. That would be Man, so great. You're right. That's cool. And yeah. to see a personalized playlist. Yeah. <laughs> um, Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Anything. Okay. I want. I want something off the set of Shape of Water because I absolutely love that movie. I know. A lot of people hate on that, the fish movie, the fish sex movie, but um, <laughs> I love that movie. I thought it was beautiful, and I just think he's such a very creative, <laughs> very creative person. Um, so anything from that movie, that would be awesome. Like any set piece or anything from any of his movies. His movies are so creative and yeah. There's just so much. I mean, even that movie, what's it called? The one with like um, Tom Hiddleston and the girl, and it's like the creepy kind of horror movie. I cannot remember what it's called. It's um, like in the Pan's Labyrinth. No, it's it's a more modern one. Wonderful. It's like we. It's really weird. It's like a. It's like a gothic like horror. Um, movie, it was not very good, but everything in that movie was, like, beautiful. So, any costumes from that, that would be amazing. I'm gonna look it up. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, I want the prop, uh, the prop hand, the stone hand, the right hand of doom that was used in Hellboy. That would be oh. awesome. Yes. I the love Hellboy. Was- it his pretty- his Hellboy movies. Not his- I haven't seen the new one, but me neither. I heard it wasn't good. <laughs> me too. Um, the movie was Crimson Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak. I've seen out- that. Yeah, it came out in 2015. It was very. It wasn't like super well received, but the movie is yeah. be- like the movie's beautiful. So anything from that movie. Yeah. Well. Yep. Um, what about Guy? Oh, uh, is it Fieri? Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. How about Guy Ferrari? <laughs> that um, car his, guy. <laughs> his sunglasses that he like wears on the back of his head. <laughs> Just well, you might as well. He never uses them for what they're no. meant for. <laughs> I, I want a pair of those. Let's let's see. I feel like he's gonna like like the tequila or something. <laughs> now I feel you know he's like the more spicy alcohol, like or right. like Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull. I I just want him to bring me some thick, soft crust pizza Ooh. that he made, of course. That would be awesome. That yeah, would do me just fine. <laughs> yeah, 
Food. Yeah, I'd say food, Sarah. You need some food to go with all that alcohol you're, you're right. going to be getting. You're right. I'm wasted. <laughs> uh, what about Hans Zimmer? Oh, him and John Williams are the same, I guess. I mean, same thing. I love Hans Zimmer. I think him and John Williams are like just equal to my favorite composers. Um, I think that's the same with a lot of people. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Tickets to see him. Per- I heard him performing is amazing. So front row tickets to see him perform. Like that would Sweet. be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like uh, I'd like an autographed copy of Man of Steel score on vinyl. I think that would be sweet. His Inception score is probably my favorite, so same. <laughs> nice, nice. That's what I want. <laughs> Nev Campbell. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> Nothing. No, some maybe a wine, maybe like a. <laughs> she does seem like a wine person, maybe doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A I nice want dry What's that? wine, like dry a nice wine, dry wine. Yeah. <laughs> You and Riley about your wine. I don't know anything about oh, wine. Oh, yes. I love wine. Me and Riley would be great friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just like whatever Nev Campbell's favorite prop was from the movie The Craft, hmm. I think would be pretty cool. I, I liked that movie when I was a teenager and shit, and I think that'd be pretty cool. Just whatever her personal favorite prop was from that movie. Uh, we are about there, Sarah. What about Black Panther? So, like, Black Panther himself, like, it was to... T- to yeah, talk. not the actor, but Black pa- the character, Black Panther. Um, the Black Panther suit. <laughs> Me too! That's I, or that, or that, like, um, I don't know, any of the technology stuff. I mean, yeah, so cool. Yeah, I was thinking about some of the technology stuff, but I was like, nah, just give me that uniform. That's yeah, all I care about. Suit. Yeah! Lick. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Quentin Tarantino? Okay, well, uh, <laughs> I've heard this guy's like crazy. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I guess something from his movies, but <laughs> I haven't seen much of his movies. <laughs> um, he's like a real like film guy, right? Like he like loves yeah. like an improve. So maybe like a copy of like his favorite movie or something like something like Ooh. that. Yeah. You would, I'm not sure what it is, but my guess would be something quite old, possibly black and white. Something like French or something. Probably like who knows? He loves those old just... movies. Yeah. 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 That'd be really cool. Yeah. It would. Um, I'd like for him to direct a movie that I write. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cast me. That's what I want. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Put me in your movie. What kind of role would you want to play in a Tarantino movie? Well, anything. I don't know. Anything. You want to be the girl who who he always zooms in on a girl's feet in almost yeah, every movie. Okay, no, I'm out. Oh, uh, you don't want to be that girl? That's all right. Nah, that's all right. <laughs> um, what about good old George Lucas, creator of Star Wars? Okay, well, I guess I'd have to get something for my husband, but I don't, oh, I want, no, because you could buy those. I don't know. (laughs) Something from Star Wars, obviously. Maybe some props. Maybe, so maybe like an original script 
Ooh. That, that would be really cool. Or like one of the original like costumes. Yeah. Or I want one of those like prop lifesavers, but you can buy those. Yeah. For like two hundred dollars. <laughs> um I want my childhood back. So <laughs> I, I would can't. So I would ask I would ask George Lucas, I would want him to bring me a copy of the original trilogy that is not, not the specialized yes. edition. I want the original theatric released versions of the trilogy. You don't the, want Hayden Christian to be in uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> that is the stupidest thing in the <laughs> That's world. That's what you're it, saying. No, I don't. In half it, well, not even half, but pretty much everything else that he changed to. I just want it back. And it's weird because, I mean, I I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. So I watched those movies so much as a kid that I cannot watch one of the original movies now without noticing every single change and missing the things that he took out. It's really, uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I want my childhood back, Mr. Lucas. Um, (laughs) uh, last one on the list that Makuga had of uh, people going to Darina's birthday party and what they would bring her, Selma Hayek. (laughs) That was so random. (laughs) Yes, it was. Very random. I don't know. (laughs) This one took me a long time, too, so, yeah. Uh, anything? Anything. Surprise gift, just surprise you. Maybe uh, maybe she'll bring the tequila. <laughs> oh, good call. Right, yeah. Or maybe she can bring the limes. There we go. <laughs> the I just want. <laughs> I just want an autographed copy of Dogma. That would be cool. Hmm. Yeah, that was all I could think of. Because, I mean, of course, you know. Uh, I love From Dusk Till Dawn, but I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really want to be the guy who was like, I'd like her to give me a dance like she did Quentin Tarantino in that movie. Ha ha. Even though I just did become that guy anyway, very uncomfortable now. Yeah, total sarcasm. Yeah, that wasn't a great scene at all. Um, But (laughs) no, so yeah. Um, that was a that was the week of Collider Live this week, and uh, I'll say it again that it, it felt really good to have a little bit of the schmoes feel to it. Um, you know, not looking to go back in time exactly to those days, but it's nice to get a taste of it, and that's yeah. what we got this week. And uh, another happy birthday shout out to Darina. Uh, it was a fun episode today for her. Uh, that'll do it this week for Collider Live. Um, Mike, our regular host, will be back next week. Um, Sarah, uh, where can the people find you at? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at um, S-S-E-A-B-O-C-K. It's the first initial of my first name and then my last name on there. Sweet. So, Sarah, how can everybody uh, follow you? Oh, do I have to do it again? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was there was a part of me that was hoping you would have though. <laughs> no, um, I am Jay Wade, and you How can rude. find. <laughs> How rude! 
And you can find me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That is the letter J, W-A-D-E, 1134. Uh, you can find this show and others, such as uh, Talk and Schmodown by our producer, producer Josh, and Go Get That Rose, which Sarah and I do. And oh. you can find, oh, yeah, uh, good times there, too. And you can find uh, this show as well as those and more. Uh, I believe there's uh, some other stuff on there, too, at the Merc with the Movie blog feed on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Play. Uh, go get that, Rose. We also put that uh, that show up on YouTube channel, which is also Merc with the Movie blog. Uh, if, you're, if YouTube's your jam and you'd like to maybe check that out there, go for it. Uh, we will be back next week uh, with another rundown and our thoughts, feelings, opinions, fun times, laughing, crying, yelling. Who knows? Maybe we'll get crazy next week. What do you think, Sarah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're not going to be here next week, are you? Because you're going to be camp counseling again, I'll won't you? Doing all the experiences I said earlier next week. <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, Sarah will be returning to Wet Hot American Summer. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> All right. We're out, guys. Thank you very much for listening and have a great, great week. Bye.